Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode, all about how not to burn out this Christmas. So I'm not going to lie to you and say that I've got this totally sorted, that I'm happy and zen and everything is entirely ready for Christmas, because I'm not and it's not. Just like everybody else, I'm up against a seasonally supersized mental load and work. So when it comes to Christmas, the amount of things that we have to do, think about, remember and juggle is insane. It's multiplied by such a large number that I couldn't even guess at it. So maybe you're feeling burned out already, or maybe you're feeling like you're likely to become burned out and you're just knackered already, or maybe you're just hoping to last till Christmas and then you might collapse in a pile. But the first defense against feeling burned out is to become aware of it and to see where you are on the under pressure spectrum and to acknowledge it. There are a ton of statistics about how we're all much more burned out now than we were before the pandemic and that women have suffered more than men. And that's in the workplace, but also generally. It's not a huge surprise given we shouldered the majority of the homeschooling alongside our other responsibilities. And let's face it, we've had the worst couple of years globally in most of our living memory. Fear, anxiety, stress, illness, deaths, relationship challenges, homeschooling. It's been relentlessly tough. And then add to the mix Christmas pressure, amplified by the need to make it really special because Christmas was cancelled last year. And if you're a mom juggling all the school things, planning all the gifts, as well as trying to do great work and make a huge impact with your business and wrap it all up in time for the holidays, you've got the perfect storm of burnout. So as I said earlier, if you're feeling exhausted and close to burnout, know that it's not your fault. It's the pandemic plus toxic work habits that we've grown up with and the mighty maternal martyrdom that we've inherited that tells us we need to do everything for everybody all the time at Christmas. And that's tied up beautifully in a sparkly bow of Christmas joy. So it's not our fault, but it is our responsibility to make some changes to feel better and be more likely to have the life and the Christmas that we want to have. So here's what I'm going to suggest we do. Step one, address the overwhelm. So overwhelm is when your brain feels like it just can't cope. I often feel like my head might explode. It's that feeling of when the complexity of what we feel is required of us is greater than our ability to deal with it. And overwhelm is like an alert to say that you've run out of capacity, whether it's emotional capacity, energetic, cognitive, whatever it might be. We're asking too much of ourselves and something needs to change. So overwhelm often leads us. I mean, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. I'm sure, you know, you feel super stressed. You're much more reactive. And actually, your brain doesn't feel like it's working properly. So you've got too much to do, but you're kind of not capable of doing it. And left over time, it can be quite paralyzing. So let's deal with the Christmas December overwhelm. And here's what I'd like you to do. Get out a piece of paper. I'd like a really big piece of paper, but any piece of paper will do. And write everything down that's on your mind that you feel you have to do. Just write it all down. And then when you think you've written it all down, ask yourself, is there anything else? And then write that down as well. And then go through that list and divide it into categories. So you could circle all the stuff that's home life or Christmas or work stuff, and then try and work out what priority order they should go in. What are the things that are most stressing you out? And make sure you asterisk those. 
So now you've got all of your overwhelming thoughts, your to-do list on a piece of paper. You can look at it. It's out of your head. And from there, I'm going to ask you step two to remind yourself of your personal values. So this is different for everybody. So what is it that you care most about in your life? What's most important to you? And how would you like to feel this Christmas? Because you've got that long old list of things that you feel you need to do. But sometimes we get fixated on really time consuming things that we feel that we must do, that we've told ourselves we must do to a certain standard. So maybe it's wrapping up presence in a particular way or maybe it's doing handmade cards with your kids or maybe it's various social engagements you feel you have to do because that's what you've always done or different family traditions I just ask you to remember your values and how you want to feel and perhaps consider some of those things on your overwhelm brain dump of to-do list with your values in mind because sometimes we get really caught up in doing things in a particular way that takes a lot of time, that makes us super stressed, that adds to the overwhelm, but is not actually in alignment with what's most important to you and how you want to feel this Christmas. So when you're reminding yourself of your values, imagine you're in January and you're looking back at Christmas. What do you want to remember? What do you want your main happy memories to be? And now let's make that your goal. Step three, Remind yourself that it's healthy to say no. At Christmas, we all too often find ourselves obliged to do a million things that we don't really want to do, either because we're prone to people pleasing or we just feel we have to live up to certain ideals imposed by other people. And so this year, I'd like to encourage you to think about what is actually okay with you in terms of how you spend your time, your money or your energy. And a really good way of thinking about this is the glass jar analogy. I've mentioned it in the past. And if you've heard it already, it's such a good one. You're going to enjoy hearing it again because we all need a reminder. So your life is like a glass jar. They're big rocks, medium sized rocks and sand. The big rocks are the most important things for you in your life. The medium sized rocks and the sand, just everything else. If in your glass jar, you put all the sand and the medium sized rocks in first and then you try and squish the big rocks in, they're not going to fit. But if you put the big rocks in first and then pour the medium sized rocks in the sand over it, your big rocks are going to be happily inside your glass jar. So we need to create healthy boundaries about caring for ourselves and what is most important to us. We need to protect those big rocks and say no to the other things like the sand that will just fill up space in our lives, take up our energy and not be top priority. So It's really important to get clear on what you're available for this season. And so you can protect those boundaries if you need to. Why is this good for us? Well, it's good for our well-being. If we know what's most important to us, our values and what our needs are, and we create healthy boundaries around protecting them, we're going to feel better. But the second thing is that it's really good for our children in the future. And this is a really powerful way to remind yourself to protect your boundaries. The first person, unfortunately, that we're going to let down is ourselves. We put ourselves so far down the list of priorities and make everybody and everything much more important than us, especially at Christmas. So interestingly, I was speaking to esteemed psychologist and parenting expert, Dr. Mary Hunt, for the podcast the other day. She's going to be on it next week. And she was saying how essential it is for us adults, parents, to model good boundaries for our children's 
development. Because we need our children to know that they and their needs are important so that they maintain strong, healthy boundaries for themselves in friendships and in their future life too. And suddenly when you put it like that, it seems much more pressing to actually create these healthy boundaries and say no to the things that are not essential for us. Step four, making a whole self plan that's going to support you through the festive period. And what that means is creating a plan for the festive period that prioritizes your well-being so you don't burn out as well as looks after your business. The ethos of a mother brand is that you can only grow the sustainable business around your family and create the flourishing life that you want to have if you pay attention and prioritize your well-being. Now, that's not always easy to do as a mother, and especially at Christmas when we tend to put everybody's needs above our own, but it's even more essential now. We don't want to burn out and we want to feel good and we want to do good work. So plotting in non-negotiable things that are going to enhance our well-being in this festive period is absolutely essential. There are a number of things that you can do to keep your energy levels up and your resilience strong during Christmas. Number one, making sure that most of the time you eat a healthy diet, that you drink lots of water, that you get some exercise in and you get some good sleep. And also that you connect with people with whom you have positive relationships. So when you're looking at your December and maybe the first half of January, your calendar ahead of you, when can you plot in things that are going to support you to eat well, to drink well, to get some sleep and to see the people that make you feel good? Then when we look at our work to-do list, can you look at your list from your brain dump and can you think about not only what really needs doing, but also what's going to make you feel good when you do it? What's going to make your heart sing? What feels meaningful and gets you into flow? Because being fully engaged and fulfilled is a huge part of well-being, as is accomplishment. And we're much more likely to achieve more if we're doing stuff that we love, stuff that comes naturally to us and is meaningful for us. So when you look at all the work that you feel you have to do, think about what's absolutely essential and prioritize the stuff that's going to make you feel really good when you do it. Now, we can't always do energizing work. And sometimes we have to do stuff that is a bit more of a heart sink than a heart sink. But the key is to mix up energizing and de-energizing tasks. So if you had, say, a whole bunch of accounts to do and you found that really boring, you could mix it up, do a little bit of that and then intersperse it with something that energizes you and makes you feel good and then do a bit more accounts and then, you know, so on. So think about how you can create more time for work that you're going to need to do and that makes you feel good. And practically, when you're thinking about Christmas, it's super important to try and get some restoration in there, some time to rest and restore yourself for next year. So are you going to have a hard stop for Christmas or are you going to keep on going or how's it going to work? Commit to a date or a plan and share it with someone. Also, when are you going to start up again? Share those dates with one person because you're 95% more likely to keep to a goal if you're accountable to one other person for it. So work out that date. Is it the 17th? Is it the 20th? Is it the 24th? Whatever it might be and share it with someone and commit to it. Say, I'm stopping work then. And that clear boundary will really help you enjoy your time when you're not working and feel restored for when you go back to work. And when you go through your big brain dump of work, 
try and think about what you're going to do and also what you can ditch, put it on the not to do list and what you can delegate. So maybe you want to have some stuff continuing through the festive period when you're not doing it. So can you delegate that to someone else or can you pre-schedule it? What's what's going to work best for you? And some stuff, just delay it till January. So what are you going to do? What are you going to ditch? What are you going to delegate? And what are you going to delay? And then when you have got a sense of what work you would like to achieve in the festive period around all the stuff that you're going to do that's going to make sure you don't burn out and look after your well-being, have a look, take a pause, a step back and ask yourself if it's realistic. Because it's all well and good putting a ton of stuff in the calendar. And, hey, I'm going to go for a run and then I'm going to do this thing and this thing and this thing. But if it's not going to happen, you're going to end up feeling rubbish. So when we don't achieve the goals we set for ourselves, we feel demotivated. We feel deflated. But when we do achieve them, on the other hand, we feel great and motivated and full of energy and ready to do some more. So we want to go into the festive period feeling good, not burnt out and demotivated and deflated and flat and miserable. So set yourself goals that are realistic. Ask yourself, is it realistic? Is it really realistic? And make sure you've got some wriggle room in there as well. And some renewal pauses, because if you are under pressure to finish some things by a certain date, even if you love that stuff, sometimes it's going to be stressful. You're going to feel pressure and you need to have breaks. So you can just have mini breaks and they will help reduce the pressure on you. So a little micro nap is always good. I love a nap. A little walk outside, some meditation, some stretching, some exercising, whatever it is, just break up, punctuate the hard work with a little renewal pause. So renew yourself and then you can go again. Step five, making this all work. So you've worked out everything you feel you have to do. You've reminded yourself of your values, that you need to say no to some things to prioritize the stuff that counts. You've made a plan for the festive period that looks after your well-being and serves your business goals. So how do we make sure that we actually stick to this? It's really useful to think in advance about what might get in the way. So here's you, here's your goal, what might get in the way and what can you do to stop it getting in the way? So for example, If you're worried that you're going to think about work or do work over a certain period of time that you've made a non-work period of time and you're worried you might get sucked into Instagram or your emails when you actually want to be present with your family, you could just delete the emails from your phone. You could just delete the social media apps from your phone and that way you're helping yourself to meet your goal. But overall, just be kind to yourself because we do a lot But ultimately, the work deadlines, the cards, the presents, the events, blah, 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 blah. Christmas is supposed to be pleasurable and about creating nice memories. So work out what you'd like to happen and then work out how best you can pull it off, making sure that you look after yourself in the process and be kind to yourself. Just do your best and try and stay healthy and happy because Christmas is supposed to be about having quality time with people that we care about. So remind yourself that you deserve to feel good and to have quality time too. I hope you found today's episode interesting and useful. If you'd like a handy little guide to remind you of the simple five steps to take to help you avoid burnout this Christmas, go to the show notes now to download it. And if you want to go deeper on how you can build a successful business around your family and thrive in 2022, I have a membership that can help you with this. Go to www.amotherbrand.com forward slash membership for more information. If you've enjoyed the episode, please do hit follow, leave a rating, leave a nice comment and share with anyone who you think might enjoy it. 
See you next time.